Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the Sea of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area and our newest partner, Ironclad Coffee. I am so glad to be joined by my co-host, the Dr. Will Matthews. Will, Liberty playing some of their best basketball of the season. How much fun has this been? So exciting. Exciting week. Uh, our first show for uh, this year. And we've had some exciting games. Plus, I uh, don't want to fail to mention, we've got the Liberty Twitter Bracket Challenge going on uh, starting this week. And that has been a lot of fun. So it's just a, a great time to follow Liberty athletics uh wherever you might be following uh them on social media and and what a sea red is doing and of course our basketball team i mean they're playing lights out right now yeah absolutely and it's been a while since we've done a show been a, about like i don't know 11 days or something like that so uh you know i got plenty to to blabber about so before we get started <laughs> if you are watching it on youtube please take two seconds Hit that like button, and while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the Asia Red YouTube channel, uploading all kinds of press conferences, uploaded uh, Isaiah Warfield and Joseph Vinzant from earlier today. We'll play a clip from that a little later on. Uh, and then a friendly reminder as well, the Asia of Red podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on your favorite platform. We greatly appreciate that. It really helps us continue to bring you great content uh coming up on tonight's show uh, we have got kyle road joining us again uh coming off a uh, big performance <coughs> against bellerman uh in front of uh, a bunch of friends and family so we'll be excited to ask him about that and then of course richie long shots will be back and we'll have your best college basketball bets uh before we get to that let's talk about the two games real quick will uh the first one that we had uh was uh liberty over bellerman uh, 70 to 53. Uh, Darius McGee with uh, 24 points. Uh, really just had a uh, incredible game. Made <laughs> two of the most. What'd you think about those two shots that he hit? <laughs> Man, yeah, were those on Sports Center? At least that left-handed one. I'm not sure if it uh, if it ever made it, but it should have. That was in uh, insane. Uh, some of the the plays that he was making. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, this was a, a really cool experience for me. Got to cover this game for for a Sea of Red uh, on Press Row. I uh, got to sit right next to uh, Alan York uh, and literally got to have like my own personal play by play of the game. And uh, uh, on the the one Darius shot that he hit, Alan grabbed me while he was making the call. It was <laughs> it was that that insane. So that was just a awesome experience. Thanks to everyone from Liberty that came and said hi and. Uh, uh, hung out and uh, everyone at Bellerman uh, was, was very great as well. Very, very nice and friendly, but just a really cool experience. Uh, uh, so yeah, really uh, happy with that. And then our guy, Kyle road had a great game as well. 22 points uh, and Liberty now undefeated at Bellerman. Uh, so uh, that as well. Very good. And then the other game of the week, uh, the one we just saw on Monday night, Liberty 77, 48 over Lipscomb. Uh, I did not see this game being this lopsided. Uh, Liberty just completely dominated the game, uh, held Lipscomb to 0. 0.75 points per possession. Well, I mean, the defense was just sensational in this game. 
Yeah, that the defense really stood out, and it's really stood out over the last couple of games. I thought Shiloh had a really good game. That was good to see. Um, and then, you know, a little scare with Darius and also Colin Porter, but I think things are going to be okay there. But just the defense, like just the intensity on the defense has turned up uh, as the calendar has slipped over to conference play. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely get a, a lot more into it as we're we're digging into uh, uh, some of our statistics and stuff later. But the two things that have been the biggest bugaboo for Liberty earlier in the year was defense and turnovers. In the last four games, Liberty couldn't have been any better in both of those uh, uh, categories. So, so that was uh, yeah, really really great to see. And then uh, Darius McGee, uh, fifty one of ninety five, shooting fifty four percent from three over the last nine games. That's that number is impressive for anyone, but when you factor in the degree of difficulty that he's shooting half of these shots, this isn't fifty four percent on wide open threes. This is fifty four percent on a lot of contested threes. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, soon as he gets over half court, they're on him, like they're guarding him. You know, <laughs> at the half court line, I mean, like tight defense, <laughs> so. It's, it's wild to see. Yeah, yeah, and at the Bellarmine game, you could just they, – they were so keyed in on him and so just just hounding him uh, the entire game. And, uh, uh, and I think you're, you're starting to see everyone else elevating their play, and that's probably also helping Darius' his, his percentage go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing guys like, like Kyle and, and Brody Peebles uh, really playing well of late. Uh, is it, is just it, it all flows as as one as as we hear so much uh, uh, from Coach McKay uh, talk about. But that's enough of that. We've got Kyle and Jason here ready to join us. All right, joined now by Jason Porter and Kyle Road, uh, fellas. What's going on tonight? Hey guys, haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> got that in. Got that in. Well, Jason, I'll let you go ahead and get the first question. Get us rolling tonight here for Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, great start to the uh, conference play, man. Congratulations on that. Coming come out of the gate smoke, and you probably heard the guys talking about it. I think the first two things that jump off the page to me are the 53 points to Bellarmine, holding them down under that lid, and then uh, holding Lipscomb to 48. I mean, that was just unbelievable the other night. Talk to us a little bit. It seems like we always harp on the defensive side of the ball, but tell us a little bit about uh, maybe what felt a little bit different about those two games out of the gate. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of the foundation we're built on, right? Like Coach says it all the time. We want to be hard to play against on defense and and hang our hat on that. And uh, shots come and go, like you see throughout the, the season. But we feel like we can be hard to play against on a night in night out basis, especially in conference. Uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to rely on your defense. So uh, great job in these first two games, and still a lot of room for improvement. And just keep building on it. You know. Um... Jason, I don't know if you have any advertising inside of Liberty Arena, but the defense held Lipscomb to under one point per possession. So they were throwing up a lot of bricks. I thought maybe they were trying to do some real estate over there in Liberty Arena. But um, Kyle, like, I, you know, I have a question. I don't know. I'm not like in tune with um, the X's and O's of basketball, obviously, like you are. But, you know, in football, um, they don't always show the whole playbook. Like they save some for some some big games and some important games. Is there anything to that that I don't pull the curtain too back? You know, 
too far back, but like, is there anything defensively that you guys do that's like, ah, in the pre, you know, in the out of conference season, we don't want to show that because we're going to save that for conference play. Uh, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think um, kind of our defense is just built on like simple principles, but we just try yeah. to execute them like with like really high excellence. And that's kind of like the standard um, ever since I've been at Liberty, we've ran one defense and I've done the same drills probably five times a week. So <laughs> there's, there's nothing, there's nothing, we're not pulling a rabbit out of the hat defensively or anything like that in conference play coaches uh, super great about um, building our habits. And as you, the teams get older, um, those habits start to compound and then you get deposits that are just executed way, way better and way higher level. And it's fun. It's really, it's really fun to be a part of. And now my fourth year, like see how some of those deposits have added up and, it's cool to see other guys go through that same process. Kyle, I got a, a two-part question here for you. Um, so you had a, a big crowd at, at Bellarmine, lots of friends and family. Colin Porter as well had a lot. Um, I'm assuming probably getting some some more at, at EKU uh, on Sunday. Uh, what, what's it like getting to get to play in, in, in front of all the uh, uh, you know people you really care about, people that care about you? Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's just uh, th- those people have supported you your whole life and just to be able to go home a little bit and, and play in front of them, it, it makes you feel at home again. And uh, Liberty Liberty has been an unbelievable spot, even though it's six hours away from home. But uh, anytime you get to play in Kentucky, basketball is taken so seriously and the crowds are always into the games and it, it's it's a great atmosphere. And, uh, of course, it's always good to play in front of him, friends and family too. And Kyle, you had a, a really great game at Bellarmine. Nine of ten inside the arc. It, it really felt to me, you know, sitting there watching the game, that they were really trying to take the three ball away from you. Was that kind of open up the uh, the lane for you? You, you had a lot of uh, floaters and um, um, shots in the lane. Is that kind of what you just taking what the defense gave you? Yeah, one hundred percent. They they do a really good job of uh, containing gaps and uh, taking away the three and. Um, so as, if you can shot stop it and get the paint, um, floater was working pretty well that night and then open, open up some other stuff for us. Darius attracts so much attention, um, and was able to keep some, keep some handoffs and get to the paint early and try to create for our team. And, uh, yeah, exactly what you said, man, it's, it's what the defense gives you and, and it's different, different every night. Kyle, take us a little bit behind the scenes. I'm going to play off of what Will said just for a second because, you know, you look down the, the bench. I know not everybody has the has the uh, opportunity to be at the games like I do, being a local guy here, which is just a privilege. But you look down the bench, and there's 425 of you guys on the bench. I mean, it's crazy. There's less guys in uniform than there are in, in, uh, in jackets and, and uh, team gear. But anyway, from a coaching perspective, tell us a little bit about, you know, what each of the coaches' roles are, as far, especially as far as the scouting reports go, because obviously each of the coaches kind of have some different expertise and things like that. How do they – what are their roles and how do they prep you guys and do such a great job on the scout? Yeah, I think one of the special things about, like, Coach McKay and his leadership is he really allows um, the people on our staff, the people in our program to be trusted uh, with their individual roles. And he's – a lot of times he – he is so empowering and directive and allows like even us players, like we call it more collaboration than anything. So um, obviously our, our three assistants, uh, coach, coach Johnston mainly handles offense and coach Pierre and coach Jones uh, really focus on the defense and make sure we're right. And we have so many people that I can mention and 
Um, I mean, Chelsea Mangino is probably the most important of them all. We call her Mama Chelsea for all everything she does, organizing and and just just so many goes down the line. And I think what's cool about our program is so many players that have been through it are on staff now too. When you look at Mayo, Cuff, um, Zach, Zach, Luke, all those guys, man, like it's so special. And, and to Coach Hornet and Shrine, making sure our bodies are right mentally, physically, like. We have we have the best staff in the country, in my, in my opinion, and um, it all start it all starts with Coach McKay and and how he's able to kind of collaborate us all together and and really trust us. So that's that's a short answer to what could be an hour conversation. You gonna be on the staff next year? <laughs> I, I like playing. I like playing for right now. Put you on the spot. Hey, <laughs> hey, um, you know, Kirby was talking a little bit about your game the other night and um, just the amount of points that you scored and, you know, the way you're getting inside. Two-part question here. Are we ever going to see Kyle Road throw down an absolute nasty dunk? Or, um, you know, is it just going to be layups forever? And, you know, what did you think about the rainbow shot from Darius and the one-handed just – I don't even know what that was, but like what, what was the, uh, what was the culture on the bench at that moment? No, so the, uh, part one, part one, you're definitely going to see more layups and dunks for sure. <laughs> part two, Darius, I mean, I think there was four seconds on the shot clock or something and I, yeah. the ball was inbounded to me, play kind of broke down and I was like, I saw Darius on the wing. Like, well, he's probably got a better chance than I do at making this one. So I passed him the ball and he kind of put him in I kind of put him in a tough spot and he he did what he does on a nightly basis and probably should have been the number one play on Sports Center. I didn't even see if it was or not, but uh unbelievable and uh he's he's so humble about it too, which is which is even cooler. So Hey Nick, something about that shot I was gonna tell you since you were there, you didn't see the T version like one probably the rest of us did, but that shot, his the ball literally went out of the frame and came back down. The oh, yeah. that was so high. It was nuts. It literally came out of the came out of the broadcast frame. Amazing. I heard a heard a few bad words from the, the Bellarmine fans behind me after <laughs> that <laughs> after that one. It, it, it was insane. I mean, everyone on, on press row was just like looking at each other, like, like what just happened? Like Crazy. I, I couldn't believe he got the shot off. Like that was the most most in, in crazy thing. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Jacksonville State. You guys got a game in uh, twenty two hours. Uh, Jacksonville State, the the team that that won the uh, the A Sun regular season, off to a tough start. They are zero and two, but obviously a, a very dangerous team. Uh, tell us what you're expecting tomorrow night. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're a super tough team. Um, have a, have a ton of talent. Coached really well. Uh, like you said, won the league last year, so um, we we've done a great job in our prep um, since our since the Lipscomb game, and uh, just just really taking it one one game at a time, and uh, super locked in and focused, and uh, ex- ready for ready for a good challenge tomorrow night. Jason, you got any other questions? No, I was kind of curious about that too, Kyle. What do you guys just a little bit deeper on that? What do you see on Scott? Uh, what kind of strengths jump off the page to you initially with the with the guys tomorrow night? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think they return. They have a good mix. They have a good re- mixture of returners. They have a good mixture of a couple guys they brought in, and um, just just athletic, tough, um, really keep you on your toes and thinking the whole game. And um, I, I mean, they they won the league last year, obviously, so they have a, they have a pretty good culture and 
Um, so you're, you're going to be in for a tough one, especially really no matter who you play from for the next 16 games. And it's crazy. We're only not even halfway done with the season yet, but uh, super, super excited for them tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, should be a good one. Well, you got any other ones? No, Kyle, I just, you know, appreciate you coming on every week and, um, sure, you know, looking forward to just kind of, you know, just it's so much fun to watch you guys play defense and then, got you know, what you guys are doing offensively, not just Arius, but all of you guys and, and just, you know, how you guys play. And so just really looking forward to the rest of the season, uh, conference season with you guys. Yes, sir. Right, I appreciate I, you guys having me, man. I, I got two more because we still got two minutes of our lot oh, of time. Oh, my bad, Kyle. I got two Let's more. All right, so first one, curious about this, and bear with me here. So five straight games, you guys have had a steal percentage of over 10%. So 10% of your possessions, you've had a steal on defense. Last year, you guys only did that in two out of your 18 ASUN games. Uh, Is that something that's been maybe a bigger point of emphasis on defense is deflections? And I know Darius really has a high steal rate right now. Uh, The funny answer is no. Um, but at the same time, like we got we got guys that are have such good active hands, and it all, it's almost natural for them. Like like you mentioned, Darius and uh, JV, Zay. We got a bunch of guys that um, just doing their role, having good ball pressure, um, just trying to be just trying to be physical as well. And that can that can lead some to some indecision, some tip passes. And, um, it's really it's really more of a team thing, actually. Like the funny thing about steel is more of our system is uh, guys being in where they're supposed to be and. Uh, and have and have an active hand, so it's 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 a bonus when you get uh, steals. Yeah, definitely something that's really stood out the last couple of games. And then uh, lastly, I got to shout you out on this. You probably have no idea about this, but you just jumped into the top 100 in the country in assist rate. Uh, is that something that you really pride yourself on? Is uh, you know helping your teammates out and uh, uh, dishing out assists? Yeah, that's did not know that stat, but uh, that's all. It's an awesome, uh, awesome stat. Yeah, I, I love creating for for my guys, and um, our our program makes it so easy to be unselfish and um, just taking care of the ball is a, is a, is a very big uh, staple for coach. So uh, anytime anytime you have more assists and turnovers, that's always a plus. And just trying to do it at a high level and, and really own my role is that's a big part of it. So uh, thank, thanks for the thanks for the stat. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and we know we know you could you could really light up the scorebook if you really wanted to, but you're such a uh, unselfish teammate, and that's uh, uh, what we love about you so much. Uh, thanks a lot, Kyle, for joining us, taking some time out. Uh, good luck tomorrow night and uh, the rest of the season. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Ab- absolutely. All right, well, Jason, we all love taxes, but what should buyers take into regarding taxes as we? Get closer into tax season. Yeah, you said the T word, Nick. Everybody just we lost our audience. We uh, all love yeah, taxes. Yeah. What? <laughs> what kind of intro uh, yeah, is that, Nick? It's it's about that time, right? I'll take I'll take full blame for that T up there. But uh, yeah, taxes <laughs> is really uh, one of the uh, one of the important important things when it comes to on the on, on the buying side because uh, your your mortgage is is based on four specific uh, things. It's based on principal, interest taxes and insurance and the way that plays in on the buying side something to keep uh, keep in mind i was talking to some uh, some first-time home buyers about this today 
is uh, depending on where you are, I know we're not just a completely local entity here with our broadcast, thankfully, but uh, in the Lynchburg area, like a lot of markets, uh, you're going to have higher, higher tax rates, whether you're in the city or in the county. Around here in Lynchburg City, uh, the taxes are much higher than they are, I'd say, out in Campbell County, Bedford County, Amherst, et cetera. So that, t- that taxes, that T part of, uh, of your overall payment does make a difference into affordability. So it's something that you want to talk talk about as you're uh, in that real estate search and uh, something to um, keep an eye on as you're beginning that process. So that would be one part of the tax strategy. Then the other part of it, of course, on the investor side of things, if you are uh, in investment uh, real estate, you do want to make sure that you're hooked up with a great uh, tax uh, tax accountant who understands real estate, because just like um, medicine, you know, not all not all doctors or do- doctors specialize as do accountants as well. So Make sure the taxes piece of um, of your real estate transactions is something that you talk about, and I've got a great team that can help with that, obviously. Awesome. We could all use help with taxes, that's for sure. <laughs> that's something none of us uh, none of us know we're doing. But Jason, we appreciate you. Appreciate your your uh, not just your support of the show, but your your fandom and uh, uh, how much you support uh, uh, all things Liberty. And uh, you'll be at the game tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And hey, hey, I'll tell you, even though the students weren't there uh, the other night, it was it was rocking. Uh, Flames Nation is back for sure. And the intimacy of the arena is kind of a weird way to describe it, but it's intense. It's, it's a really a hard place for uh, opponents, I think, to come in and play and um, should be should be a great a great conference season. Yeah. Well, looking forward to the game tomorrow night. That leads us to our first leaderboard of the year. Now that we have a little bit more more data, uh, we'll try to update this every week. Obviously, a points-per-game leader is Darius McGee, but if you're looking over on the right, you have the Ken Palm offensive rating, and number one is Joseph Vinzant. Uh, and when I saw the team up close against Bellerman, it wasn't the offense that set up with Vinzant. It was, it was really his rebounding, like you just talked about, Will. Liberty went small a lot against Bellerman, and Vinzant was... The, I guess the big, I mean, he was the tallest guy on the floor, but he was essentially playing the big and his ability to, to grab some of these rebounds uh, really just, just, just blew me away. I, I tell you what, you start looking through uh, some of uh, Vincent's efficiency numbers this year. Uh, I'm really starting to think that, that he's going to, he's turning into a star here for Liberty. And I'm really interested to see what his ceiling could look like next year. Uh, you know, with with the with Liberty, you know, after Darius is gone, uh, what does Van Zant look like if he becomes more of the guy? Because man, I see all the skill set there with him, uh, and and I'm just I, I'm really really excited about him. And then and then uh, as well, Isaiah Warfield. Uh, he, if you're looking on the right on the Ken Palm offensive rating, 100 is average. Uh, we, we've talked about his defense, his defense, his defense. Uh, but he's starting to play a little bit better on the offensive end as well. Hit two threes the other night, was two for two. Uh, so yeah, he's really maybe maybe starting to kick it into gear. Any anything about the uh, uh, statistics here kind of stand out to you, Will? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, when you know next year when Darius is is gone, who kind of steps up. I think Vincent could be that guy as well. I mean, he just see, he seems like he has the makeup of uh, the complete package, the total player, and um. You know, if he can find him himself, you know, a little bit more involved in the offense and get, maybe getting some open shots and and things like that, you could really see him becoming uh, one of the one of the prime players here. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really seen him take a ton of threes. I I know everyone yeah. everyone around Liberty uh, 
swears that he he has the ability to to be a legit three point threat. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what kind of leap he could have. Uh, sophomore to junior year. Now we still got a great season ahead of us, so we don't want to be jumping yeah. too far. Uh, we got a really good team right now, uh, and if you start looking at the net rankings, and we'll show you Kim Pom as well. Liberty just continues to climb up to number sixty-three in the net. Uh, Liberty and Florida Gulf Coast really uh, starting to separate themselves at the top. Um, anything stand out to you about the A Sun before I kind of get into some of, uh, of my thoughts, Will? Yeah, I know it it maybe looks like a little bit wider of a distance between two and three there. Um, but you know, Jacksonville, they're still a really good team. You know, you kind of see those three teams right there as the upper echelon of of the A Sun right now. I mean, Jacksonville could could jump up, you know, as well into uh <clears throat> possibly, you know, a top one hundred um net team. Um, I think, I mean, if you know, they, I don't know when they, I don't know what their schedule looks like when they play Florida Gulf Coast or anything or, or Liberty, but you know they're a dangerous team too. Well, Jacksonville actually uh, played Florida Gulf Coast. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, right. they were up up eighteen on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's right. And I lost about that. Uh, so that that actually killed their their uh, net ranking. They fell twenty nine points since the last time we did a show. Lipscomb dropped 35, uh, mostly probably thanks to their uh, their performance at Liberty Arena. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jacksonville State, who Liberty plays tomorrow, had actually dropped 25. Uh, EKU's on the rise. They're up 28. We'll talk about them here in a minute. Uh, Austin P's up 22, and Liberty is up 15. Um, yeah, Florida Gulf Coast, interesting start for them in A-Sun play. Of course, that 18-point comeback win yeah. at home against Jacksonville. And then they were very lucky on Monday night to survive at Central Arkansas, the 14th ranked team in the A-Sun. Uh, they had a four-point play to tie the game with like eight seconds left. Uh, they were down four points. So, like, they should have lost that game. They ended up winning in overtime. Uh, Kennesaw and Stetson, uh, I've started 2-0. and I think those top six are pretty solidified. I, just, I think when you kind of get, like, seven through 14, I don't really think there's a whole lot of difference between those teams. I mean, I, right. I think they're all – some nights they're going to play decent. Some nights they're going to be bad. I think that's probably what you're going to uh, uh, expect the the rest of the way here. Is there anybody on here that, you know, surprises you as far as your expectations preseason? I mean, I'm surprised – Other Jackson- than Florida Gulf Coast? I'm surprised Jacksonville State's at 12th. Uh, I mean, I knew they lost a lot of guys, but this was – the team that won the conference last year and they're 12th. Um, you know, like Bellarmine doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I, I think what they did last year was great, but I mean, I think they were a little bit of a fool's gold. They got hot at the right time. But Jacksonville state was a really good team all year. So I'm, I'm really surprised they're that low price. Austin peace 13th as well. I thought they were going to be a little bit more competitive in this league. Uh, I believe they started Owen two in conference play. Um, I mean, Queens, Queens at fourth. I mean, I guess that's a that's a pretty good surprise as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely a surprise. I mean, they were. I I heard all offseason. Yeah, watch out for this Queens team. Watch, and I was like, yeah, come on, like you know, <laughs> their first D one. Like if they finish like ninth, you know, that'd be an accomplishment. But yeah, so far they're they're um, you know they're playing well. They're one and one. They they lost a tough game. Can't remember who too, but uh, yeah, they're they're playing tough. So yeah. Uh, let's take a look here at the where Liberty stands in the net. Liberty, it, it, kind of a weird situation here because 
they've jumped up in net 15 spots as the last time we did a show. But the quad system actually has kind of uh, not gone in Liberty's favor as uh, Northwestern and Southern Miss have fallen down to quad two. Grambling fell down to quad four. Uh, so Liberty just has the one quad two and the one quad three uh, win right now. Um, you know, it, that could shuffle. Uh, a yeah. lot of those teams are still close. Um, um, but yeah, just, I guess it's kind of interesting, uh, to, to, to see that. Uh, but Bradley is, uh, Bradley's a team that's been playing really, really well. Um, so I think that's a win that's going to really, really look good at the end of the year, especially if they can win the, uh, uh, the Missouri Valley. So any, any thoughts on, on Liberty's, uh, uh, what, what we've done so far? Yeah, I mean, just that's just something to keep an eye on as as the season goes through. That you know, see if Northwestern can get any big wins in the Big Ten. I mean, it's a tough conference, um, and Southern Miss as well. I mean, they seem like they have a really good team. Um, so I know if they if shifted down to quad two, um, but you know, those are those are teams that could that could have some still some good wins on their on their uh, calendar for their for their season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Southern Miss is uh, uh, going to play some some pretty good teams yeah. in, the, in the Sun Belt. I know James Madison and Marshall are both top 100 Ken Pop teams, so they'll get some some quality games. And then yeah, Northwestern playing in the Big Ten, you have a you have a good week, and you could jump you know 30 spots in the net uh, uh, for sure. So, all right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a quick word about Ironclad Coffee. Then we'll come back. Uh, we'll look at the. Uh, uh, the Kim Palm rankings, some other nerd stuff before we get over to our guy, Richie Longshots. Virginia's vast and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there, and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, Pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. Man, how does how fly does Birdie look with that beanie? <laughs> he looks like he needs some Ironclad coffee. <laughs> all right here here's the updated ken palm rankings this is where the disparity really is uh, yeah <laughs> almost double everyone uh ken palm does not love florida gulf coast as much as uh um the net rankings do but you kind of see the the disparity there uh again it's kind of the same same concept uh really it's the same one through five um um but then, yeah, I mean, it's just really kind of jumbled up uh, uh, after that. But, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Liberty 68, uh, really impressive um, uh, numbers overall. Let me skip here, skip to this one. This is kind of Liberty's overall rankings up to 68 in, uh, in Ken Palm. Uh, Haslametrics uh, has them 30th. That's one of the other uh, uh, ratings. One of the other rating systems, uh, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, uh, he's a really good guy, really good follow on on Twitter, has his own rating system. Uh, it's another tool that a lot of uh, uh, betters use to kind of compare lines and stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, he has Liberty 30th. 
But you look wow. at that, and then you look at the comparison here to the 2019-20 team. Liberty's higher in Ken Palm, significantly higher in Torvik, significantly higher in Haslametrics, better in BPI, uh, better in KPI. Uh, I, I was kind of blown away when I started looking at this. I, In fairness to the 2019-20 team, I think that team at times played with their food a little bit too much, where they didn't really like they had a lot of games where they won by like 11 points that mm-hmm. were never competitive. Yeah, uh, whereas th- this could have won by more. They could have. And um, I don't know if that's you know, maybe Richie becoming a little more cutthroat or just kind of, you know, randomness <laughs> with different teams or, or whatnot. Uh, I, I don't know. What, well, what's your thoughts on this? Because I, I've been so impressed with what Liberty's done lately. It's hard to kind of say they're anywhere. They're, right near that 2019-20 team, but the numbers tell a, a much different story, at least right now. Yeah, and, and this is not meant to disparage anybody or anything like that, but even you just look at the the individual pieces of those teams and you're like, ah, no way, this team is better, <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, that team had some major players on it that returned the next year and would have been even better. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much of this is with, um, exactly what you said, the fact that they didn't have any of those, you know, bigger wins than what they they could have. I mean, I guess I would lean more with you towards that. But, it, you know, just the eye test is a little bit different than than what we're seeing with these rankings sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Uh, I, I think it's eye-opening. I, I do think you know we should definitely take it as a, a positive sign for this team that they're even in the conversation, uh, whether it's completely valid or not, eh, whatever. But when you see those numbers, they 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 really they really jumped out to me. Uh, you know, you know when I was kind of looking at it, and I, I will say though, uh, I think this seems better offensively. Uh, it. it Maybe they don't have the the athleticism. Maybe they would struggle a little bit more against uh, high major competition. But just the the amount of shooters and the amount of um, elite shooting, you know, that, that Liberty has is, is mm-hmm. really kind of interesting. So I don't know. It's kind of a kind of just an interesting exercise, I guess, to uh, uh, to kind of look at. Uh, but let's look here a couple more things before we get over here to Richie Longshots. Uh, this is. One of the cool things that, I, that I've, I've been looking at lately, uh, this is the Torvik rankings. Torvik, if you're not familiar, it's it's very similar to Ken Palm. They're nearly, I don't want to say nearly identical, but they're very close to each other. It's, it's the same concept, um, but Torvik has a really cool tool where you can look at what a team has done over certain spans of time, where Ken Palm doesn't allow you to do that. And since... December 17th this is a very arbitrary starting point. So take with, you know, you can always make a team look really good. Or you can always make a team look really bad. But since December, since December 17th, during Liberty's win streak, Liberty's the 25th best team in the country, uh, according to Torvik. Uh, some really, really just wild pieces to that. Liberty is fourth best in the country over that span in turnover rate. <laughs> so... They had 20 turnovers against Oral Roberts, and then the game since they've been the fourth best team in the country in not turning the ball over. Which that's that's a raw stat. I mean, that's that's not a computer number. I mean, that's they've been, yeah. best. and then they've been top 50 in deficiency defensive efficiency. Uh, so, 
man, I just, you know, I, I've just been so impressed lately. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's going to swing back some. I don't think Liberty's the 25th best team in the country, but it's it's been exciting to see Liberty, like, right, right, right with Alabama, Gonzaga, Auburn. Like, isn't that pretty cool to see, Will? It is, yeah. And, you know, all the credit goes to Richie McKay and the staff because the turnovers was a problem. And then you take a snapshot of – you know, a week before Christmas to where the team is now. And it's almost like a completely different team, uh, almost going into like a, a, a completely different season and a, and a trajectory and outlook for where this team could end up. And I know we're going to talk about this, but, you know, all these rankings, um, you start looking at like how good Liberty is and talk about, um, you know, there's a chance of a, a expanded uh, March Madness tournament and, you know, is that potential for a team like Liberty to to maybe get an at-large bid if that's something that's going to happen? Oh, skipping ahead, are you, Will? We got a slide on that. Uh, good question here from Chad. Got to consider the competition. How many ever games over that span were non-D1? So sites like Torvik and Ken Palm and Net, they do not include non-D1 games. Those are only the D1 games, uh, and this was Bryant, Grambling, Lipscomb, and Bellarmine. So, uh I don't think Lipscomb and, and Bellarmine are necessarily great teams, but uh, Grambling and Bryant are both solid teams. Um, both teams those are the I, teams that we have to beat at the end of the day. To to as the tournament is now, those are the teams that we have to beat to get yeah. in now. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think you know, and, and this is all adjusted. So this isn't you know, when if you're ranked 25th in the country, that's uh, basically think of it as your ranking is is compared to if Gonzaga had played that same schedule. Like, you performed as... as uh, Gonzaga is ahead of them, but... Basically, they're saying if Liberty and Auburn played the same schedule, what Liberty did over those games, Liberty was better. So this is, this is very... It's adjusted to all those types of things, which is kind of cool. So this isn't just, hey, they played really well against... Uh, uh, bad teams. No, they played really well as any other team would play. If I'm kind of makes sense, I might have completely butchered that. And if so, I apologize. No, that makes sense. Uh, let's move on. Here, this is shot quality. Something else I'm trying to introduce when I do my uh, uh, game threads. It's a really interesting tool. Um, uh, that it, it, it's a little bit more in depth than a site like Ken Palm, where it measures the quality of the shots that are being taken. Uh, so it, it's a lot less dependent on the actual result of the game and more dependent on what the team's doing to try to get good shots and things like that. The only thing, reason I really bring this up today is if you're looking at the right, I know this is kind of hard to see, but there's a thing called record luck, which is, essentially says, yeah, this team's gotten pretty lucky. They had some good shooting nights, so they had some bad shooting nights. You know, They should have done better based on some of the shots they got based on how they've shot overall. Uh, Liberty, Liberty's kind of been a... a pretty much exactly what they've they've earned minus 0.06 that's like as, as even as you could be so i guess that's good or whatever that they're they're there interesting team is florida gulf coast that that minus is a bad thing they they they're saying they've been really really lucky <laughs> and the team they're saying has been unlucky as jacksonville state has been the most unlucky team so you know could that kind of swing back just kind of another interesting tool um to look at and then let's get into the uh the upcoming schedule here uh of course we talked about jacksonville state tomorrow night uh will any quick thoughts on that game yeah i mean 
we were talking about the expectations going into the season. Um, you know, I don't Jacksonville State to me is just kind of always a hard team to peg, like, you know, how good they're gonna be. It feels like Jacksonville State has always relied heavily on transfers. Um, so they could always be better than advertised, or um, you know, if they lose a lot of people, then not as good as advertised. So I mean, I think I think the way that Liberty's playing right now, um, yeah, I think that ninety percent accuracy or ninety percent chance of win. I mean, I like I like those odds right there. Um, I think I think it's going to be a big win. If you had told me coming into the year that that Liberty would be fourteen point favorites against Jacksonville State, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. This will be a really nice game to come out and just beat the crap out of them. To be yeah, honest. and that, that would feel good. Yeah, and and like Jason said, like you know, students will be back, so um, you know that'll be good for some uh, some little bit more motivation to 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 get behind Liberty. Yeah, maybe you're getting Jacksonville State at the right time too. Yeah, that that's a team that I could see. And that's a really- team that could get hot down the stretch yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're zero two, lost to North Alabama, uh, so at home so far. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you hope that – I feel very confident that Liberty will win. I, I hope they win convincingly. Uh, that would that would feel good. This game on Sunday at EKU is is kind of sneaky. EKU's a, a tougher matchup for Liberty uh, because they play a fast tempo. They do force a decent amount of turnovers. Uh, so that will maybe be a good test to kind of see, uh, you know, Bryant was that same type of team and Liberty handled them well. Uh, you know, see if they can keep that consistency up. Uh, that's a sneaky tough game. I mean, the other four games, you know, home against um, uh, North Alabama and Central Arkansas, those are are, are very good matchups for Liberty. So uh, the game against the EKU, I think, is the biggest challenge coming up before you get into really the gauntlet of the, the schedule at Jacksonville, at North Florida versus Stetson versus Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, so this will be a really good chance for Liberty, hopefully, uh, to start conference play, you know, hopefully 6-0 and and really kind of get to that stretch really feeling good and, and having a little bit of a cushion uh, as we get down the stretch. Any other thoughts on the upcoming schedule, Will? Yeah, I don't like road games, <laughs> like especially against teams like Eastern Kentucky. But that stretch of four Florida schools right there in a row, that's always a little bit scary to look at. Well, if if uh, if Kyle and Colin have the same following at EKU, which I, I would <sighs> assume that, I would assume they would, it's right in the middle of the state. Uh, uh, then then Liberty will probably have as many fans there uh, on Sunday. So so that that's good to see. All right, and then the last thing before we get to our guy Richie Longshots, uh, we'll mention it. Yeah, the NC, NCAA talking about possibly ninety teams. I I think this is maybe a little bit more uh, people panicking than than a reality right now. From kind of what I'm reading, um, it could happen. It could not. It sounds like it's kind of you know anyone's guess at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I hate messing up like such a great thing. Like like the tournament's just perfect. It was perfect at sixty four. I don't know why we messed with it to begin with. Sixty eight was fine. Like the, the playing games were fine. They didn't really mess anything up. But I hate that. But I Rich Richie McKay's all for it. He he said before the season that he supported it. Uh, is I, I guess the fear is you know that you just start getting in like sixteen and fifteen Syracuse. Uh, but if this gets teams in like Liberty, um, I don't. I don't think they would have last year. But let's say they they in in twenty nineteen twenty didn't win that tournament. Like that team should be in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think teams like uh, 
like you, like North Texas last year should have been in. Um, so I don't know. What's your thoughts on this? Will? it's, uh, it's always about cash in my opinion. Uh, you know, TV deals, more games, more advertising, all that stuff. I'm with you though. I fear that, you know, uh, you know, I was, uh, before came on here, I was watching a little bit of state and Duke and, you know, state or NC state was just handling Duke, but you know, Duke ends up with, you know, one more loss than they do wins. Of course you want Duke in your NCAA tournament. That's going to draw advertising. That's going to draw eyes. So I don't mix feelings about it. You know, I like it if, if, um, I mean, I, a little biased, but I like it if my team gets in right. You know, yeah. and if my team doesn't get in, I don't like it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you uh, completely on that. All right. Well, folks, we made you wait long enough. Long shots time. Richie, long shots. It's been a while. It's been way too long. Way too long. We've stayed in contact, though. We've stayed in contact. Important to note. We have. I think I've texted you more than my wife. Uh, you get legal You get legal sports betting in Ohio. I'm glad that I'm the first person you reach out to. It it. It's been it's been good so far. the The crash is gonna is gonna be brutal, yeah. Uh, but it's it's been a good start and a lot of very very fortunate, uh, uh, good plays. So just wait until baseball season. It's when it all comes crashing down. I, I don't. I I can't. There's no. I cannot bet on baseball. It's on, I, on I a don't, daily basis. I don't. It is. I know people that do. Pitch by pitch, it's just uh, uh, like oh no, not for me. I I. I I think I'm going to try to cut myself off in baseball. Maybe just do a little NBA playoff betting and yeah. then uh, maybe bet on baseball back again in the playoffs. I think that's probably yeah. probably the a home run derby is fun to bet. All-star game. You're going to a, a Reds game. You're like, all right, let me just bet the over. Or is jo- Joey Votto not on the Reds anymore? Still right? got one. He's still got – he's still owed $32 million, bud. <laughs> You could go bet, you know, him to hit a home run, fun stuff like that. But no, the daily grind is not made for for baseball. One of my college worst... basketball, though, yes, yes, the 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 grind is always there for college mm-hmm. basketball. The most fun sport to bet on, in my humble opinion. Uh, it, it, the the great thing is, is when you bet on a college basketball game, especially if you're betting the spread, like ninety percent of the time, your bet's still going to be a play at the end. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't get that in other sports, like you, you know, football or, or even some, some baseball lines. Like, you know, you can have a football game. Yep, yep the, your bet's over in the first quarter. Basketball. Right away, team takes the opening kick, pick six. You're down fourteen, nothing. Like it takes something to come back from. But I mean, uh, you know, obviously the scoring is different. But uh, a ten nothing run in in basketball, a fourteen nothing run. I mean, look what we we saw earlier in the year with, with Liberty, uh, Missouri. I mean that's possible in any game at any time where it's just, it really can be a game of runs. I had a college of Charleston minus 11 and a half and college of Charleston's <laughs> up, up 20 points mm-hmm. and with like a minute left and they win by 13. Like, yeah, it, it, I won, but man, it really got dicey there. At Once, the end. And it's the one where walk-ons playing hero ball will just ruin your day and or, or save your day. Or save your day. That's the, when the walk-ons come in at home and their fans are going crazy for them. You know they're shooting every shot. But when those walk-ons come on and they're away, and that coach is like, "Don't you shoot the ball?" You're like, "All right, we're going to be safe." But when those home walk-ons come out, 
and people are cheering their name. The players on the bench that start are going crazy for him. It is just you're just holding your breath because like this is where I lose, and it has happened before. Yeah, and we'll have a few more of those here the rest of the way. All right, let's get into our picks of the week. We'll update you real quick on the standings. Richie Longshot still leading the way, 37-27-2. and two. Uh, I had a good final week. It was a while ago, 7-5 and five to get to 32-33, and 33. hoping this is the week I get back over 500. And then our guys, Chad and John, both 29-36-2, and two. Uh leading the rear for us so they're trying you know hey chat chat did go seven and five so we got to give him some props uh john was hot um starting to climb out still a long season we still got a lot of weeks left um just wait till i make you guys pick every single conference tournament game uh we'll we'll do a daily one that's gonna be the best (laughs) i'm not gonna keep up with those graphics but all right well let's get into it purdue at ohio state I am the lone guy on the Boilermakers. Am I a nut job? I will, what did what Purdue in their last game? I'm looking through my notes. I can't find anything. What happened with Purdue in their last? I think last they lost game to. Was it, did they lose to NJIT? No, wasn't Seton Hall. Wasn't Ryder. It was Rutgers. Oh, it was it, Rutgers. They lost to Rutgers. Oh. And I'm banking on people overselling a tough loss in a tough place to play. No one wants to go play at Rutgers, right? Like That game was at Purdue. Oh, was it really? It was at yeah. Purdue. They lost, yeah. The game was at Purdue. Yeah, the kids were off. The kids <laughs> the kids were off. It was I get it. And I mean Purdue was ranked number one. But the the teams before they played Rutgers, they played Florida Atlantic. They played UNO University of Northern Oregon, don't know, don't care. Uh, and they played Davidson. They're four and ten this year against the spread. Like I looked up ESPN's like FPI rankings. Ohio State chance they're their favorite to win the game. And the spread right now is Ohio State minus one and a half. So uh I will take the you know that we're in the ballpark. I just I don't buy Purdue as a covering spread team. They got the tall guy that's been there for I don't know, it seems like forever. Probably only two years, but it feels like he's been there forever. Hey, Purdue is number one in the country in shot quality. Ohio State 28th. I I, I think people, I my personally, I think people are selling too early on Purdue after a bad game. You're going to see a lot of bad games. Trust me, that 2019-20 team lost to a terrible Stetson team. It happened. Yeah. It happens. All right, moving on. Queens of Bellarmine. We had a nice split here. Uh I saw Bellerman, and I have no idea how you picked them to beat our beloved Queens. Selman. The, the, because the clock is going to strike midnight. <laughs> they are going to realize that they are not. We've been saying that all year. <laughs> eventually, it's going to strike midnight. I'm in different time zones now. I'm like, all right, just keep moving west. It's eventually <laughs> going to be midnight. Um, ESPN as well. Really relied on uh, some ESPN. They have some great, if you have ESPN Plus, they have some really good uh, numbers, if you want to crunch, I use it a lot for for, for NFL, college basketball, uh, college football. Uh, they give Bellerman a chance, a 74% chance to win this game. I saw that and I went, all right, eventually the numbers are going to make sense and they're going to stop outplaying what they're, they're, they're doing. The game's at Bellerman. Give give me the, the, the home team in this situation. That's, uh, we'll, we'll see. Trust on the numbers. 
Bellarmine fans were not happy with that team. I could not believe how angry so many of those people were. No, that like, was, I was like, that this was team, ugly. This team like just got to Division One. They they won the championship last year. Like, give us a break. Uh, but yeah, that their their fan base was not high on them. So I don't know. The it was just the vibe that I got. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I, am, I am fading Bellarmine any chance I get after that. All right, we are all on Liberty minus fourteen. Ah, man. This is such a big line for this game, but Jacksonville State has been awful. Liberty's been a wagon lately with with four straight spreads and covered by a lot. Easily. Easily. You even you you even just said what Jacksonville State is one of the luckiest teams. I heard some stats. No, 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 no. The unluckiest team. One of the unluckiest. So that was that's what gave me a little bit of caution. What worries me. But uh, I don't care. The way Liberty is playing. Yeah, at home, I I couldn't go against it. Yeah, agreed. All right, this is I put this on here because I want to just give this game some more attention. Yep. This is an awesome, awesome mid major game. I hope guys like Rostein are are pumping this out tomorrow. UAB at Florida Atlantic, two great, great mid major teams. If the tournament expands to ninety, these are two teams who need to be in it, no matter what they do. This is what should be about the ninety. Uh, I went with Florida Atlantic. Man, they have had some impressive, impressive wins. I love UAB as well. Love both these teams. Um, I just went with Florida Atlantic. Um, you know, just at home, I think they can eke out that five. Uh, you just you think the five is too big? Jelly Walker. How do you go against Jelly Walker? How, you're going to tell me I'm going to get points and I'm going to get Jelly Walker? Done. Easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Jelly Walker. If you don't know Jelly Walker, look up Jelly Walker. Yeah. UAB 52 in Ken Palm, Florida Atlantic 39. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, man, I just uh, – it, it was close. I went back and forth on this a lot. Uh, Ken Palm says this is the fourth best game of the entire night tomorrow on a pretty good slate. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we'll all be watching Liberty, but if you got a second screen, put this game on. This is an awesome game. Watch the highlights later. Support mid-major basketball. We love it. And if you don't have a second screen in 2022, 2023, got to get it figured out. Yeah. This is the time of year where you start, you got, if you're a, what are you a doing? hockey fan, yeah, you got to be able to watch multiple games. You can't watch one game at a time. Channel surfing, not happening. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, game probably a little bit more about the names than the actual quality at this point, uh, but Kentucky at Alabama. Uh, our guy Chad is riding the Wildcats. I just, man, I think Alabama's just so much better, at least at this point in the year. Uh, Kentucky's going to have to play a great game to cover a five-point spread. That's that what I was going with. Yeah, I mean, I watched um, UK play LSU. Was it Monday night? Tuesday was, night? Monday was, night. It was last night. It was night. earlier. Was it last night? Yeah, it was that's last a, night. That's a, that's a quick turnaround from them. Uh, they had that win at home against LSU, and then they beat Louisville by three. Rivalry game. They should be able to crush Louisville. Uh, and then they beat – I can't read my handwriting. They beat someone who wasn't very good. Uh, Bama, other than their loss to Gonzaga, they've been rolling lately. So uh, I think Bama at home is, is a great spot. I love that that number is five. And uh, I'm not gambling all January. Physical money. Uh, I'm not doing anything that would get me reps in 2011 for all of January. And uh, so I would, if I were, I would bet this game. 
fuck. So you'd be proud of me, Doc. I'm four days in. Make sure you keep that hair high and tight. Or well, it's not going to carry it away. <laughs> is gambling legal at Liberty? Is that it? I don't is, know. I hope so. I mean, I did it. I remember we, we had an offshore book for when we beat uh, Ball State, I think, in 2010. And I woke up the next morning and my roommate spent it all on online blackjack. Like, that is on the up and up. Dealer's getting, like, five-card 21s with three aces, and he's sitting there with two kings. Like, he never stood a chance. All the money was gone. So, if it was was illegal, I, I broke that rule, too. But, no, all January. Horses don't count, though. That's important to know. <laughs> Ponies don't count. It's not a team sport. Not a team sport. And you're betting against other people, paramutual. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, horse racing uh, was legal in Ohio pre uh, January 1st. So yeah, I, 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 I see the logic quick side note. So I've got a, a 50 bucks left in my offshore account or my offshore betting account now that I can bet in the States. Yeah. So obviously there's no point in trying to take it out because you get like 90% of it lost to fees or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want to put it on a future and I'm thinking about Alabama. They were like plus 2,200. I wanted something kind of around that range. I just didn't want to go with like a Houston. It was like plus 750 or uh, a Kansas. They were way too high. What do you think about Alabama? Do you think that's a decent? You, My back- pr- and I, I know you're not like a huge football guy. You save it for Super Bowl props that you can't bet in Ohio. You save it for the national anthem. You save it for the hot dog eating contest. You save it for the Oscars. You have that in the back pocket. Politics. Something pops up. Politics. Like, you save it for when Ohio says no. Like, I used to keep money in my offshore because I can't bet Rutgers in New Jersey. In New Jersey, I can't bet on college sports played in New Jersey. So, if there was ever like a Final Four in Newark, I'd be SOL. Like, so if Rutgers ever went to a Final Four, like, I don't know if they changed the rules because it's too much money to lose. But like that's I used to keep money in for that. Ohio obviously doesn't have that issue. I'd keep it in and just save it for when you're like, oh, I want to get in on that, but I can't. Or maybe if maybe if Liberty makes the uh, NCAA tournament, I'll put it all on something with like a yeah. plus two fifty. Say, hey, if we win, making yeah, that flight, get, making that yeah, flight get to weird California. With it. Yeah, yeah, get weird. All right, we're off the rails. All right, Creighton at UConn. Uh, me and John went with Creighton plus eleven. Uh, UConn's really, really good. Uh, one of the one of the best teams in the country. It's a lot of points, and Creighton's been playing a lot better lately. They've kind of looked like that top ten or top fifteen they were at the beginning of the season. I just, I think it's a lot of points. Is why I went with Creighton, but I went back and forth on this one. It, it was a tough one, like you said, too many points. If it were single digits, I'd be all over uh, UConn. I still obviously like UConn. UConn's uh, seven and three against. The spread at home this year, uh, Creighton five and five on the road, still respectable on the road. But uh, I just like UConn a lot this year. They're coming off of a loss. I think that's a good spot. I love a team coming off a loss, uh, ready to write that wrong, especially uh, being at home coming off of a loss. So um, I, I love this game. I, I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, similar to that Kentucky Alabama game. A lot of great games on Saturday between all, all the college basketball games, some NFL games. Saturday is going to be a really fun day of just you know, wall-to-wall sports. A lot of soccer on, too, if anyone. Uh, there's FA Cup all day long, ESPN+. Plus. Like it's just going to be a wild day of sports. We're going to have three or four TVs in the living room, and uh, it's going to be a good day. 
All right. Love it. Love it. Lipscomb at Jacksonville. Long shots ride the bison after you just witnessed them get dismantled. Yeah. I I want to I want to take Jacksonville and like add some extra points on this. I want like Jacksonville minus 10. You're going to love my logic. Um they've played the last 5 games. They've alternated who's covered the spread. <laughs> they've gone back and forth. Do you know who covered the last time they played? Jacksonville. Give me Lipscomb. <laughs> All right. Play back and forth. Sometimes hey, I, you I just got to you got to play the hunch. I can't argue. You're 10 games over 500, so you're you're doing something right. This disgusted me that we did a queen a clean sweep on North Florida cuz I think they are one of the most overrated teams in our conference year after year. But just the way FGCU's playing uh, ah, 10 points, ugh, Florida rivalry ish game. I don't know if, if this line was a little lower. I'd be, you know, if I was like eight, nine, I'd be all over Florida Gulf coast, but 10, ugh, I just, I don't know if I see Florida Gulf coast winning a game by double digits right now no, they, before they get right. No. And they haven't in a while. Like I was looking, all their wins have been, you know, one possession game, two possession games. Like they haven't just shut the door on a team. Uh, in, in, in their last few games. So give me the points, especially 10. So many points. Yeah. We're all fading uh, the Cinderella Queens uh, going with yeah. Kennesaw. Uh, I feel like this game should be more of a pick them, which is mm-hmm. why I went with Kennesaw. I think this is a very evenly matched game. This is a fun, fun A-Sun game to watch. Really looking forward to it, but just you give me five points of taking Kennesaw. Yeah, ESPN had it 44%, 56%. That's pretty close to a coin flip. And if that's, you know, to me, that screams one possession game. Give me the five points. And it's just going to be a great. <laughs> Chad's being rude in the comments. Disrespectful. Uh, and uh, just a great, like all the A-Sun games Saturday are like a 5 p.m., right? I think the first one's like four or five o'clock. Like, it is just, like, back-to-back games overlapping. It's going to have some big-time March Madness vibes on Saturday night. But, no, like you said, it's too many points. I think it's going to be a one-possession game. Um, And, you know, with that the case, obviously give me five points. Uh, Old friends, which is why I went with this one, Winthrop at Longwood. Uh, Longshot's the only one taking the Lancers to cover it. my pick of the week. Ooh, okay. My pick of the week. Longwood has won their last three games by an average of over 20 points. And I know Winthrop is all in name because they're not very good this year. I just 10 points. Uh, Winthrop, their point differential this year, uh, on average, minus two. Uh, Longwood, 11. So right there is 13 points. Winthrop, uh, one in six against the spread away this year. Longwood, four and one they are rolling teams right now like to the point where i'm i'm getting 14 15 seed in march Ooh, like let them catch a, a bad team like just wait the, the, they're coming wow all right you're you're really really high on the lancers yeah. they're playing well i don't know yeah yeah i don't know man they got they got demolished by george mason and wichita i don't know yeah, those uh, aren't big South teams, though. And once I, you get hot and you got momentum and you think you can beat anyone, anything can happen. 
All right. Yeah, I have a I have a fun story I'll share with you guys off air about um, going to a, a Liberty game at Longwood. I oh, think I know this one, but I but I uh, I definitely want to hear this one again. <laughs> All right, and then our last one. We talked about how EKU is uh, dangerous. Uh, I went back and forth on this. I just I think this is a game like it was. I think it was last year when Liberty played at EKU. I think this is a game that EKU kind of keeps it close to the whole game. Uh, but Liberty just finds a way to get it up to double digits at the end. I That's how I see this playing out. Um, it's a lot of points on the road. Uh, I would imagine it's probably right, right at what the line would be, to be honest. I I don't. I think they'll probably just go right with Kim Palm on this. What's your thoughts? It's a, it's a, it's a quick turnaround. I don't know when, when Eastern Kentucky's last game is, or you know, I guess technically when their next game is. Um, but actually, let me pull it up real quick. They play, they play Thursday against UCA and then, you know, Liberty. So they're, they're, they're having that game at home. Like you said, the last time they played, I looked it up. You know what the spread was? Eight. And Liberty did not cover. I think only one by six or seven. So I saw that. I went, hmm, give me the points again. Oh, like I said, away, quick turnaround, class back in session. School's back in session, right? The kids going back this week. I think it probably they go back. The, probably depends on the school. Classes are probably about to go back. Liberty probably starts next week, so you get those Sunday scaries where you're like, "Ooh, I got syllabus week coming up. I got to then travel back uh, to Lynchburg to then start the second semester." Give me Eastern Kentucky, the Sunday scary special. All right, all right. I'm I'm riding the flames right now. I think this team's playing really, really well. Uh, but this is this is a tough game. This is a uh, this is a game. If Liberty does win this and they cover this game, I'm really feeling good about where we're at. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. All right, Mister Longshots, do you have any final parting thoughts for us? Um, no. I'm glad we we're able to get together. I know it was kind of crazy around the ho- the Christmas season. I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, <laughs> the holiday season. And, uh, you know, with, with, with bowl game and the boys in Boca and, uh, you know, get back together. And uh, I love when you send us all the games for the week. I pull on my laptop and I'm like scrambling in, you know, put, putting notes together and trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. So enjoying that, you know, Twitter is always a hoot. Keep it coming. Keep tuning in. Keep keep watching Liberty basketball. I, I love I feel like the vibes on Twitter during a Liberty basketball game are so much different than a Liberty football game. Like it is just. It's a little more serene. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, there's more. I feel like there's more grace in the uh, basketball season than there is the football yeah. season. There's there's a lot more like level headedness. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. I want that player dismissed from the university. Like that, we're not seeing that so much during basketball games. Like grace, I think is a great. It's a great word. Like there's a lot of grace for, especially you know with with with, with the freshmen out there. Like it's kind of a. All right, they're going to be okay. A lot of hate. It's, it's good. It's good. So I enjoy the vibes on Twitter during the game. So uh, enjoy that, and I'm looking forward to this weekend slate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Richie, as always, for coming on. Have a great you got week. Got it. We'll see you guys. See you. All right. All right. Well, that was our guy, Richie Longshots. Fun as always. Doctor, you still alive? I wish I had some ironclad coffee. I'm going to have to uh, make a special order so that I can uh, stay 
Uh, but I, I feel like I'm in a, a master's uh, seminar learning from you guys about uh, all these picks. <laughs> and we have no idea what we're talking about, but it's fun. It's fun nonetheless. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thanks as always to Ironclad Coffee and Jason Porter Real Estate for the support of A Sea of Red Live. Uh, we plan on coming up back next Monday night. Uh, obviously, Liberty plays on Sunday. Don't typically try to do same day games and i'm going to disney on ice on sunday all right well. so yeah i got a big day uh but yeah so uh we're hoping to come back on uh on monday next week and then after that we're hoping mostly to be on sundays uh through the rest of the season a oh, couple weeks uh will be a little different but mostly sundays so plan your sunday nights accordingly uh you're not gonna have sunday night football for much longer so yeah come spend it with us uh, as always, make sure you are subscribed to the Sea of Red on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, so you can always, always get your latest and greatest Flims content. For Richie Longshots, for Kyle Road, for Will Matthews, have a great night, everyone. Go Flames.